Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Well, you, you got some really good stuff here about electric cars that I'm excited about as a guy who drives an electric car about half the time. It kind of is the same track, but uh, yeah, I hear you. So a couple of headlines. Uh, Washington State passed a bill to target that all vehicles model year 2030 or later sold, purchased, registered in Washington State be electric vehicles. As of 2030, you can't even register an old gas car There's in Washington State. There's not a chance that's doable. As you know, I don't know what for the I could look it up. Uh, maybe somebody else can look it up. What the percentage of cars in Washington are are that are electric vehicles, but nationwide it's less than two percent. And um, I'm sure it's not a lot higher in Washington. No. There's no way you're getting everybody switched over. Um, you know, the, the a whole electric car thing. There's so many aspects to it that, that Joe's about to get into, but. The 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 first electric car that's come along that's even come close to making a dent is a Tesla because it's the first time there's been a car that goes far enough and you can fit enough people in and is comfortable enough and everything like that that anybody would even consider driving it. And it's really expensive. So, I mean, just it's not going to work. I was talking to somebody yesterday who had a Nissan Leaf and they said it was just it would go about 40 miles. You could barely fit you and your in one kid in there in a soccer ball. It's just the the, the there's just unrealistic ideas of the electric car thing. You know, it's it's You know, um, that's surprising cuz a vehicle named the Leaf <laughs> seems big and burly and powerful. It's uh it's um it's activists in New York and San Francisco who either don't own cars or drive a tiny little car a little ways. <laughs> Who are trying to dictate to the rest of people who have all kinds of uses for vehicles that they're going to drive electric cars. 
Meanwhile, in Canada, America's hat, the always amusing neighbor, except when they're practicing, uh, like uh, trying out totalitarianism, uh, Canada has announced that, um, oops, I just uh, went away from it, they'll ban the sale of combustion engine passenger cars by 2035. There's no way that's going to happen. Eh, you know, as, as you said yesterday, I think it's aspirational. It's either like a gesture and we'll try real hard and we know we'll fall short and we'll amend the law just in time, uh, or it's just utter fantasy. So uh, Washington's saying 2030? Uh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder when California, how soon California, wait a second, Washington and Canada are getting a lot of attention. We need to be 2028. Don't you, don't you dare try to out-progressive us. God, I hate to tell my son. My son dreams of when he gets to drive a car. For some reason, he's just super into cars. All of his posters and calendars and screensavers are like classic cars, muscle cars. He's super into that. He hates wow. that I have a Tesla because he's really into gas, mu- muscle cars, and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's a chance that, that you won't be able to register a gas car by the time he's old enough to drive. Wow. Wow. Or you, you probably have to pay some like ex- exorbitant special uh, permit to have them. But, but anyway, I, I just don't see this happening. Yeah. Yeah. You got to uh, you got to play him Russia's song, the Red Barchetta from the Moving Pictures album. He'll enjoy that. It's about a future where uh, machines are or engines are outlawed. Anyway, uh, so all these uh, laws saying you've got to have a an electric car by 2030 or whatever the year might be in your local municipality. Uh, I came across a couple things that are so interesting about the utter fantastic nature of of, of that declaration. Number one, you should know that uh, every input to a battery, uh, a battery for an electric car, is skyrocketing in price right now. And and that may level off to some extent when the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine finally settles down. Uh, But China's working as hard as they can to corner the market or at least grab up a huge share of the market in these metals. So there is no time when this stuff is going to be cheap and plentiful. No chance. So uh, this is an essay uh, from an engineer passed along uh, by a friend who is also an engineer. Uh, who, who writes, batteries, they do not make electricity. They store electricity produced elsewhere, primarily by coal or uranium, natural gas-powered plants, or diesel fuel generators. So to say an EV is a zero-emission vehicle is not at all valid. Also, since 40% of the electricity generated in the U.S. is from coal-fired plants, it follows that 40% of the EVs on the road are coal-powered. You see what I mean? But that's not the half of it. For those of you excited about electric cars and the green revolution, I want you to take a closer look at the batteries. And also, heck, while we're at it, windmills and solar panels. A typical EV battery weighs a 1,000 pounds, about the size of, well, he says a travel trunk. Who uses a travel trunk? What is this guy, 130 years old? About the size of a female oxen. (laughs) If one were to take the Queen Mary from London (laughs) to the colonies, one might employ a travel trunk. Anyway, where were we? Uh, It contains 25 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of nickel, 44 pounds of manganese, 30 pounds of cobalt, 200 pounds of copper, and 400 pounds of aluminum, steel, and plastic. Inside are over 6,000 individual lithium-ion cells. To manufacture each EV auto battery, you must process 25,000 pounds of brine for the lithium, 30,000 pounds of ore for the cobalt, 5,000 pounds of ore for the nickel, and 25,000 pounds of ore for copper. All told, you dig up 500,000 pounds of the earth's crust for one battery 
Um, and then he goes into, well, the main problem with solar arrays is the chemicals needed to process silicate into the silicon used in the panels. So, and I'm sorry, before we move on from electric vehicles, it's also worth noting that all of those processes, the digging up and processing and transporting and, and, and finalizing all of those materials use a tremendous amount of fill in the blank. That's right. Fossil fuels, ginormous amounts to produce a battery for an electric car, which is at least ironic. Uh, the main problem with solar arrays now is the chemicals needed to process silicate into the silicon used in the panels. To make pure enough silicon requires processing it with hydrochloric acid, sulfuric acid, nitric acid, hydrogen fluoride, trichloroethane, and acetone. In addition, they also need gallium, arsenide, copper, indium, gallium, diselenide, and cadmium telluride, which are all highly toxic. I feel like you're Sil- making at least half of these up. I may be. Silicon dust is a hazard to workers, and the panels cannot be recycled. Now, windmills. Windmills have always struck me as ridiculous. I mean, they might be able to <laughs> to, to boost your, your energy by 2% on windy days, I guess. But uh, he points out windmills are the ultimate in embedded costs and environmental destruction. Each weighs 1,688 tons, the equivalent of 23 houses, and contains 13. 1,500 tons of concrete, 295 tons of steel, 48 tons of iron, 24 tons of fiberglass, and the hard-to-extract rare earths, neodymium, oh, I'm not even going to try that one, and dysprosium. Each blade weighs 81,000 pounds and will last 15 to 20 years, at which time it must be replaced, and we cannot presently recycle used blades. There may be a place for these technologies, but you must look beyond the myth of zero emissions. Going green may sound like the utopian ideal, but when you look at the hidden and embedded costs realistically with an open mind, you can see that going green is more destructive to the Earth's environment than meets the eye for sure. I'm not opposed to mining, electric vehicles, wind, or solar, but I just want you to see the reality of the situation. Right. Right. I, I too, I, I don't work for the oil company. If, if you know, God Almighty or Elon Musk or, or uh, I don't know, Chairman Xi of China could snap his fingers and we wouldn't need fossil fuels anymore. It's fine with me. It's fabulous as far as I'm concerned. I just don't appreciate the fraud. I mean, we've got a clip here of, like, uh, uh, AOC. Go ahead, play 22 for us, Michael, would you? While the president is, is making a decision to uh, release some strategic reserves to relieve some of the pressure on pricing, I think a lot of these fossil fuel and oil and gas companies also need to do their part. And uh, we have to understand that sometimes it's about taking a smaller profit margin. You know... I could explain to you why that's so dumb, the idea that having them make less money on the oil will somehow free up the market um, is idiotic. But, you know, she's a cute girl with, like, a super great Instagram account. Her her day job is not... dismissive. Is, no, this is this is the truth. This I will stand by these words, whatever that means. A cute girl with a fabulous Instagram account. She is a hot chick with lots of Instagram followers. But instead of her day job being a bartender, which it used to be, or or a a hairdresser, or maybe she's a dental hygienist or an accountant or something, her day job happens to be she got elected to Congress in a tiny little borough in a, a tiny little neighborhood and. In New York, but she's she's a cute girl with an Instagram account. So I don't. It's it's fun to you know to uh, tongue lasher, 
But uh, what's the point? Well, Who on cares? the on the issue as opposed to right. personalities of uh, electric cars, I feel like I don't know this, but as a guy who uh, is uh, in the Tesla world, I feel like this might be the golden age for now of getting to drive electric cars, and it's going to be a victim of its own success. And the success is going to be bottom down, not, you know, or uh, top down, not bottom up, which is not the way success should work. The government's going to force you into electric car before mm-hmm. you're drawn toward electric cars for most, most people. But when there are enough electric cars in the road, what is electricity going to cost? And and what will charging stations be like? I wonder about that. You know, the Tesla charging stations, at least so far, I've never pulled into one where all the stalls were full. So you can just pull right in and charge right away and leave. But when they start getting full and you show up and you have to wait a half hour in line before you can even plug in, uh, 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 you know, when you're making your rounds and all that sort of stuff, what, what is that going to do to people's want of an electric car? Right, and, right. And, and there's there, nobody seems to be anticipating what would happen in Washington if everybody was in an electric car all of a sudden. Where are they going to charge them? What's electricity going to cost? Right. And how are we going to produce all of the electricity? We had one guy email and it was a lovely email. He said, guys, there's plenty of capacity on the grid at night, which is when most people charge their cars. And that's when what you get out of a full charge is plenty of miles for the next day. It's a good point. But uh, the number of people who do need to charge during the day, making a longish journey or whatever, you can see it, it already happens. I have a handful of friends with Teslas and they talk all the time about, yeah, I got to stop and charge and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. So if and that's with two, three percent of the cars in america being electric i think it's two right uh can you imagine if that uh explodes by 10 times so that a a, a monstrous 20 percent of the cars in america are electric right i mean all the infrastructure is just going to be you know crushed under the weight of the demand and we're going to have to produce all that electricity with fossil fuels (laughs) yes michael i think the biggest thing is right now charging stations are free that won't last. Uh, well, they're free if you bought before if your cars before 2017 or something. That went away even with Teslas yeah. after a few years. But you know, one more thought because I am in favor of quote unquote green energy or renewable energy. But we're at the stage. Uh, imagine you know you decide your 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 uh, furnace is too expensive, and uh, you know I, I picture me declaring to Judy. Honey, we're ripping out the furnace, and I rip it out, and I say, now we're going to get heat through this, and I point to this little like wood pellet stove in the corner of the living room, which is clearly not able to provide enough heat for our house. I mean, not even close. I have prematurely blown up what worked in favor of something that clearly is not even close to technologically advanced enough. And that's where we are on the whole green energy thing. Mm-hmm.